Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal this hour is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So let's get started. Hello, everybody. I'm Misha, and welcome to the show, and thank you for listening. This show is all about leadership and professional development, everything you need to know to be more competent in your professional life, including communication skills, personal productivity, emotional intelligence, social intelligence, even systems intelligence, and more. By listening each week, you will acquire unique tools and gain exposure to proven tips and wisdom to help you in your professional development. And so today I am just kind of recovering from my two weeks <laughs> off in Hawaii. Lucky. Oh, it was so 80 degrees every day and just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, we're about halfway there. Maybe a little more than halfway. <laughs> Maybe two-thirds. So we're, we're on our way. We are. I'm trying to be optimistic. Yeah. Okay. As we were looking out the window to it's the gray. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's yeah, not no, bad. It's Maybe the rest of the gray. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice to be back. Actually, this afternoon, I head out to um, Idaho to do some training the rest of this week with power engineers. Mm. Which will be fun. Actually, I'm looking forward to that. Those will All be right. some fun classes. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm only briefly here in the gray. And then just a, a little stop off. Exactly. little point for you. Just yeah, just a quickie. stop A little it. quickie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that was neat, though, when, um, for me when I also get away like that, is I, it's, a, it's an opportunity for me to catch up on all those things that you want to do with work, that you, the fun stuff mm-hmm. that you like doing. And so I was listening to a lot of different podcasts and a lot of book reading and so forth. And it made me think about this podcast or, you know, this show and and that does turn into a podcast and thinking about some of the differences of what I'm really trying to do here also is provide tools for people. And so, again, I really highly encourage and I'm starting to get some questions coming in, but I'm really encouraging all of you who are listening, you know, anything that you're dealing with, any complications or situations that you're dealing with at work or in your career Email those to me. You can go to my website, MishaRouser.com, and send them to me there. Also, this is a great opportunity every Tuesday between 9 and 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time for you to call in on whatever is that you're dealing with so that you can get some advice. You can maybe get some tips, some ideas of what could be going on, some different ways of looking at it. So really take advantage of that because that is one thing that is very unique about this is we are live every Tuesday so that you can call in and have somebody to talk with. Um, Also, I do provide that on my website too. So again, if you want to go ahead and just leave messages, that's fine. I do have also um, the ability for you if you wanted to hire me for an hour type of thing. You don't have to – I do a lot of coaching, but you don't necessarily have to do a prolonged – contract with coaching so even just you know hey i need some advice and would love to get on the phone with you so that's also available and even like circling back here if you're a little hesitant on coming on the air you're welcome to just give me the message i can pass it along to misha and or we can use a fake name uh we want to protect you you know it's okay it can be you know a little bit timid uh and shy that that way but we'd love to have you yeah Mm -hmm. so speaking of that then Mm -hmm. if they do want to call in yes what numbers do they call? It'll be 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569, which, again, conveniently spells out KKNW. Yay. And so, again, yes, we are, while we are live on KKNW 1150 mm-hmm. Seattle, um, you can also go to my website which and then link through to get the streaming. 
So you can actually listen to this, the streaming audio of this live also throughout the world. Then again, on Tuesday mornings between 9 and 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So lots of different ways to be able to get the kind of information that you need and maybe even to get some advice or some feedback on some things. And so today we are going to go into some fun, juicy stuff. This is usually some of the, the, the big things that when a lot of my trainings will always come up. And it's dealing with those various types of difficult people. So the three. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Doesn't happen to me ever. No. Nope, not me. Nope. Yeah. Wait, I'm sorry, what? I'm trying to be difficult right there. Did you see where I was going? Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll stop now. That would be a little bit of that passive aggressive <laughs> one. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, so here now here's one of my things. I've been doing this for a long time and mm-hmm. I've been go I've gone into a lot of it organizations. I've been in front of a lot of people and done a lot of coaching. What I find is it's the same patterns, it's the same issues. You know, nobody's been able to throw me something. Yeah, but it's different here. And this is what I'm having to deal with. Or you don't understand this person or da, da, da. I'm like, oh, no. Try me. <laughs> yeah. It's because we're human beings. It's human nature where it's always the same idea or mm-hmm. pattern. It just shows up in different clothing, you know, and it shows up in a different context or a different situation or a different scenario or whatever. But usually I start to see the patterns. And that's one of my goals too with doing this radio show is to try to keep bringing up all of those different types of patterns so that over time, by listening to the show, you start to identify, ah, this could be one of those patterns. Okay, so for today then, when we talk about the difficult person, usually they fall underneath three categories. And partly I had to pick three because of time purposes. But one of them is then like the passive-aggressive person. That person can also somewhat be the bully. They tend to have um, what you know, come from the same reasoning of why they're behaving the way they are. So that's one of them. The other one is also the complainer. We all love the complainer. And so how do you deal with the the complainer that's continuing over and over and over the same old broken record? And then the other one that a lot of people don't don't think about but really is one of the toughest ones is the silent person, the person who's not giving their opinion. Or who's not speaking up. And you need to get that out of them. <laughs> Penny, your face is so I'm funny. trying to think of anybody around here that are the strong, silent type. The strong, silent type. Yeah. If that's if your characteristics. Well, the thing that's hard with them when we get to them is um, they don't show up as much. Usually they're the newer person or something. And it's a self-confidence thing. What gets harder, though, is how do you break them out of that? That's mm. why sometimes they're the harder ones to deal with. But do they want to be broken out of that? Or... No, I look at your look. Yeah. yeah. Usually, yes. Okay. Usually, yes. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in your environment where it's, you know, like if you're a strong team and everybody gets to, you know, voice their opinions and such, then yeah, they're usually just a little timid and a little holding back. Gotcha. Okay. So here's what we want to do. So that's what we're going to be going into for today. Now, all of these, for the most part, usually what is an, an... what we're looking for is why are they exhibiting this behavior? Rarely, and I know a lot of you may be shocked in this. I'm being sarcastic. But a lot of you think, you know, we have that one person at work that really just ah, is just so, let, let's say, like a passive-aggressive person. Okay, the person really does not wake up every morning intending to be a jerk. You know, rarely are people that way. It's just that the way that they come across and the way that they're handling a situation may not be the way the rest of us would like them to handle that. 
Um, so a lot of times what helps is to find out then what is the root of the problem? What's really going on? What's driving that behavior? Almost always it's rooted in something in fear. It could be fear of losing their job, fear of that, you know, their their opinions don't matter. Um, we have so many basic human fears that trigger different behaviors that if we can figure out what those are and neutralize those, then a lot of times that's how we can deal with some of these more difficult people. All right, so let's go into an example of this one. I love starting with um, the passive-aggressive person. So passive-aggressive can show up a lot of different ways. You know, it could be the one who um, maybe is saying one thing to you, like, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's go with that. And then they turn around and tell other people that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Um, it could be the one where they're trying to be nice. Oh, sure, that sounds, you know, I would, we would love to do that when really they have a totally different idea and opinion. Right. Okay. So those are kind of what I mean by passive aggressive. Bullies sometimes can fall under this because sometimes a passive aggressive person and or a bully can feel the opposite. You know, a bully can feel like a passive aggressive. Passive aggressive can feel like a bully. Um, what I mean by the bully that, well, let's talk about that for a second. For those of us who have kids, you know, when they come across a bully, you know, what do we usually tell them? How do you deal with it? Are you saying for in general? Yeah. So, like, have you de- – you don't – Oh, I, don't I thought you were you putting it out yet. for – No. I well, we have a little there. bit going on. Ooh. We just want to say hands are not – they're not for hitting. They're for hugging. Oh, nice. Okay. So that's a start. And we want to choose our words wisely. Okay. So that's usually where we're starting with five-year-olds. <laughs> so with your two boys, <laughs> yeah, that's right. what you're like. This is where we're at. Yep. Yep. Nice. Okay. So, you know, but now – but how are you trying do – you, do you try to explain to them why this person may be doing what they're doing? Uh, a little bit, but then again, we hear only five. Yeah, and we hear more than what we've seen ourselves. Mm. And a lot of it is at the school level currently, and a little bit of playground stuff, but moreover, they're just running around. Yeah. And, you know, it's they're learning as they're going too, like we all did. Yeah. So it's tough, but we just try to say, you know, we may have misunderstood what he or she were talking or doing. So, uh, but, you know, they are five. So they're mm. processing not in all, I guess, um, constructive value does yeah, that make sense totally like they want and they they're trying to explain what they've seen but that's like well they may have seen it just a, a topical view rather than the entire message which could be completely wrong or right yeah okay that's great did i lose anybody out there right no now? that oh, was great i'm like oh what a good day conversation for car talk it's good car talk it's great car talk oh yeah love car talk mm-hmm. time okay so going back to the in the atmosphere so bullies for example you know don't a lot of times it's the same thing. Don't make it different than just when mm-hmm. what we're telling our kids. Now, I know it's harder when you're in the middle of it. But, you know, sometimes really what the bully is trying to do is they're trying to pressure you. They're trying to make you do something that you do not want to do. Okay. Uh, usually why they're trying to do that is, again, that's what we want to try to figure out. Okay, what is it? Could it be insecurity? Could it be a power role? Um, and then what even is driving that? Okay, so when we think about, for example, this, um, you know, when we're trying to dive in, what I find easiest to do is and when I start trying to deconstruct these things is I'm going to kind of talk you through like the method that I tend to go through and kind of my thought process of how I kind of work through, okay, what could be going on here to try to ferret out and tease out rather, okay, this could be what's going on with them. Uh, now, this is what, something you could try doing. So, um, for example, one of them, I was with a client down in L.A., and 
this gentleman who is head of security was, and I've heard this, again, this story so many times. This one just happened to be head of security. And his situation that he was running into is he got promoted. So now he's the manager. And, of course, there was one other woman who was there who did not get promoted. And so the problem that he was having is that she's being very passive aggressive with him. You know, so she's already showing, you know, little things like it started in the beginning where she would say, you know, one thing to him and then turn around and be saying negative things to other people. Um, She would be questioning his, you know, should why he should be in management when she has been there the same amount of time and so forth. Um, And so some of the other things that he was having a hard time with, though, is that behavior was starting to get worse, where now she is undermining his authority. Hmm. So she's going out and starting to take her own action. And again, a lot of you can probably relate to this. This has probably happened to you in one way or another. And so how do we want to deal with that? Well, in this case, first of all, there's a couple of different things that I would immediately think that could be going on. And so one of the things that to kind of stop and say, okay, if, if this has happened to you, in his situation, he was trying to deal with it up front, but he even admitted when I asked him about this, I'm like, well, in the beginning, did you say something to her right away? And he wasn't sure what to say to her. He's like, well, I tried and so forth, but I, I probably wasn't firm enough with, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to tolerate this behavior. Be- and, and he, so in, in other words, he was, he wasn't quite sure how to maintain that relationship and still have her respect. And so he kind of gave her a little too much leash for lack of a better word, and saying, you know, maybe she's just going through this little phase and she'll come out of it. And instead of coming out of it, it got worse. That is very common. And so one of the things that that you need to think about is if if this is a similar situation that you're in and or any time that you move into a new new role, you got to remember, one, that you're being tested, and that's just part of what happens. So people are going to want to know, what are you made of? What can I get away with? And by the way, they're not doing this deliberately. It's actually subliminal. I mean, we just, this is just human nature. We're, we just automatically will push back. Remember when you got a new babysitter? You would totally push back on the babysitter to say, oh, no, my mom says I can stay up till da 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 to see if they're going to buy it. Yeah, right. Right? And so we just, we just, that's what we do as human beings. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> never happened. And that look. Ever. You had this look like, oh, I've never done just that. Just a few more minutes. Just a few more minutes. <laughs> oh, no. I'm brushing my teeth. Yeah. 20 minutes in a row. Exactly. <laughs> so see, I mean, we did that as children, yeah. meaning it's just human nature. So no, first of all, when you move into a new role, you're going to be tested like that. They're going to start coming late to meetings. They're going to start calling in late to work. They're going to start, you know, questioning your authority and they're going to see where you can bend. Okay. So just keep that in mind. And here's what I'm getting at too, is you really got to nip that in the bud right away. Don't wait and think, oh, maybe this will go away and blah, blah, blah. You need to tell them in a nice, confident way, you know, that's not acceptable. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's just not what we're going to be doing. A lot of times that will just nip it in the bud and it'll be done. Now, in this case, though, that wasn't done. And not that that added, I mean, that probably added to the situation. That might not have solved the situation because maybe she had a lot of resentment and that was just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's one thing to be thinking about is you want to keep it from becoming a, what we call a supervisory nightmare. You want to nip it in the bud as mm-hmm. soon as possible. Going back to now this case then, so my thought process, one of the first questions I would also ask him is, is she, comp- you know, is she good at her job? Okay, is, is this a performance issue, in other words, or is it something that you know, she's, she's not able to do the job and that's why she wasn't promoted? Or is this something where 
no, she's able. She's good. It's just an attitude. Right. In other words. We need to put it in check. Exactly. That's usually the. So to speak. Yes. Right. So that's usually where I start is I say, is this something that, are they good at this? Is this something that they can do? And if the answer is no, okay, well, that's, then that pretty much, okay, great. Now it means I need to get them more training. I need to, you know, work with them. Those are usually the easier ones to deal with. So we're not going to deal with those. But if the answer is no, they're good at what they do, um, then it's more of, okay, so this is something they choose not to do. Right. And now that's just attitude. And those are harder to deal with. So in this case, that's kind of what we were dealing with there. So one is asking, okay, is that what's going on? Two, then the next thing I like to always ask is then, um, you know, so what have been the patterns and so forth? Because when you start to think about it, here's somebody who is competent in, her, in their job. They've been doing the same amount of time. They applied for the same job, and they didn't get it. So, of course, they're going to be somewhat resentful. And over time, after testing this new person to see, okay, is this somebody that I can really respect? Um, and I'm going to push them and see. If, if you don't earn that respect, then they're going to start undermining your authority. Okay, now if you've gotten to the point where he's gotten to, where this has been going on now for six, eight months, a year, it's getting even worse. And so in his case, part of what when we are talking about it, it's like, well, what do you, you know, is, you know, some of the other questions I would ask, you know, how, how, how much longer does she have it here? I mean, is this something that this is what she's wanting to do forever? Is she close to retirement or is this just a stepping stone? And he really felt that she really enjoyed the work. And so part of that then, you know, he was thinking, I think she would be a great asset to keep here and she wants to stay here. All right. Well, then what he's probably been doing, though, and I asked him this then, is then, well, okay, when she's undermining your authority, what's been happening there? And he goes, well, then I got to start cracking down on her. Yeah. Right. And so now we've got this struggle. We got this happens with kids. The beef. Yeah. The beef begins. Exactly. And so now I'm trying to, you know, I'm doing like the, the rooster motion here, you know, shoulders <laughs> back. I was like, you know what? This is my domain. And she, yeah. So she automatically is going to start puffing up and say, I ain't going there. Not, no, this is my domain. Even though we know there is a direct uh, or no, excuse me, a uh, relationship on um, manage or level. The hierarchy. The hierarchy. Right. right exactly. So, exactly. All right. Okay, so he can always pull out that trump card. Sure. That, you know, either do your job, and then a couple times he said he had to, like, do your job or I'm going to have to fire it. Yeah, it's... Yeah, now, ideally, we don't have to go there. We want her to show up and not, we don't have to take the stick every time and say, hey, you know, you have to do this or you're going to get beat with it. She could also, not to interrupt, but she could see that as a form of harassment, though. Yes or no? See, she could. But where she shouldn't think that, though, is because of the hierarchy. Right. That's where I see is like, hey, my boss is telling me I'm doing something wrong. You're right. I'm listening. Yeah. But you're right. Okay. Yeah. So that is one way that you can deal with it. Ideally, then, then that's what you're having to deal with all the time. Then you have to come back in and check on her again. Are you doing it? Nope. Okay. I'm going to get out my stick. You know, I'm going to have to write you up or do whatever. Okay. That is not ideally going to solve. You know, it's not a long-term solution. It, it, It can be, but it's not a nice one. It's just hard on everybody. So ideally, instead, sometimes when we find, when we start to get into that whole kind of like rooster thing and we, we're starting to butt heads and we're hitting against each other, that's where we want to stop and back off a little bit and realize, okay, I, by pushing, I'm making this worse. Okay. Okay. So in this case, then one of the things that he realized he could do is to totally, one, change his attitude around her and to realize, okay, she is an asset on the team. And instead, what he's been doing is pulling things from her, privileges from her, instead of giving her more authority, instead of empowering her to do more. So like negative reinforcement. 
Yeah. Positive reinforcement. Right. So that was one that he realized, uh, okay. So, yeah, so that's one way that you can also deal with, you know, some of the times with the passive aggressive, what you can do is what they're they're exhibiting a force that they are rebelling against. And instead of pushing back against them, sometimes it's easier to just sit back a little bit, trust them and give them more authority and give them more power. And then they will and see if they will step up to the role. Right. I totally feel like it's like a some scene from Star Wars. You know, you definitely have like the rebel, the good alliance, and you have the dark side, you know, and everyone's going against it. It just kind of made me smile a little bit. Exactly. But that's exactly what I kind of, it's the scenario. Yep. You're adhering to some part of it, but then you're like, "Mm -mm, I think I can do it my way. Yeah. Yet there's still that hierarchy. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's, so that's a couple different ideas about what you can deal with there. Okay. I'm going to take a pause here for a second because we're going to be taking a break and then I'm going to come in with a couple more ideas and we're going to go to the next one. And so again, you're listening to the Misha Rouser show. And today we are talking about work are dealing with difficult people. And we'll be right back after this break. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. Friday, the bell rings. It's the weekend. But for thousands of Seattle school children, time away from school means hunger and food uncertainty. A new nonprofit called Backpack Brigade works to ensure that the neediest of these children, those who are homeless, have nutritious and easy-to-eat meals on weekends. Each Friday, volunteers pack food into bags that get dropped off at Seattle Public Schools, where counselors who know the children best discreetly distribute the bags. To learn how you can help, please visit BackpackBrigade.org. Hi, this is Misha, host of the Misha Rouser Show, heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. If you want to overcome obstacles in your career, become an effective leader, and increase productivity while still having fun, tune in and learn, laugh, and be challenged. I've helped thousands leap over their professional hurdles, and I can help you too. Join me for the Misha Rouser Show, Tuesdays 9 a.m. That's Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. 1150kknw.com. It's why they invented the internet. We think Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Hey, 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 hey. 
Welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show. And today we are talking about how to deal with difficult people within the workplace or in our personal lives. A lot of this applies to that, too. Lose the tood. Get a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Get a new one. That's one way of doing it. That is one way of doing it. Yeah, and we we will go there, too. All right. So before we dive back in, I do want to say a couple things really quick, too. So, again, remember that all of these shows are recorded, and you can access those podcasts either through my website, MishaRouser.com, or through iTunes or Stitchers. And, in fact, I really appreciate there has been so many of you who have gone out and helped um, promote the show by rating it on iTunes. And again, remember, if you do rate the show, um, and again, you can just, you know, click on the little stars and that be it. Or you can also add a sentence or two that really helps other people look, you know, to, who are looking for this type of information to help share the show with others. Um, so again, and you know how it is too on iTunes and Stitchers, it's all the ranking and how Google does it and so forth. So I so appreciate all of you who have been giving this show five stars. And like I said, when you do give a five star and a um, two, you know, one or two sentence review, then I will definitely call you out on the show. And with that being said, then I would love to um, say thank you to Dan J. Martin in Washington. Woohoo! Woohoo! And he said after, um, he says, great podcast. After listening to the first seven episodes, I decided to subscribe. Misha shares lots of value in each podcast. So, Dan, thank you so much. We appreciate that, Dan. Round of applause was brought in the studio audience just for you. And they're done. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Okay. So, again, so you can always grab any of these and all the past ones um, over on iTunes. And so, what again, what we're talking about today is dealing with those difficult people. And we were talking about kind of the passive-aggressive, the bullies. And I was using a situation of a story of – a security, somebody in, in the security field where he got promoted and another person didn't. And the resentment that that other person had towards him and, and the disruption it was making within the organization. And one of the things that I wanted to also add to that, because, again, I have seen this one so many times, is so one is to, to kind of find out then what are the aspirations of the other person? You know, if they really seriously want to, you know, develop and thrive then what can, what can you do to help them still step into that? Now, part of the challenge with this one is if their aspiration was to go into management, you just took that role and maybe there's not going to be turnover again until you leave, then for sometimes it's what, what needs to happen is maybe you're going to support them then in finding management someplace else. Now, and I know for some people they say, well, why would we cannibalize? cannibalize ourselves by getting rid of some of our great people. And part of that is because is so, your job is also to help others grow. And the more you can support them, then the others around them will also see how you are so invested in each individual. And it's not just for your selfish gains. And so even helping them um, possibly maybe find that next really nice advanced job might be one of the answers. Now, with that being said, I had a situation one time where the same same thing, and this was actually in Hollywood. Both of these were in L.A. for some reason. Anyway, this was a different scenario, but her thing was that she was have, have, she knew that the colleague was was looking already for other work. And, um, and, and so there wasn't – she was like, well, I can't really help them look. And in the meantime, they have checked out of their job. 
you know, they are just they're they're being a little passive aggressive. They're just still, getting by. Yeah. And they're you know, mm-hmm. it's like I really need to clean up this attitude. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that she was able to do that I was you know kind of suggesting with her is because, you know, all these other little carrots to throw out to say, well, you know, you can. You know, why why should she be invested in this company when she's already kind of checked out of the company? Well, then the other little carrot you can throw out there is like, well, you know, that next best job, who are they going to be calling for a referral to find out how you did? Right. (laughs) And so they're like, that's going to be me. There you go. So being able to have that conversation of I understand that, you know, you're looking for other career opportunities that you feel we can't offer you. Um, but I still need you to engage because right now, if somebody calls me and asks if you're a team player, I would have to say no. Um, you know, so here's what I need to see, you know, for me to be able to feel like you are a team player, engage or whatever that word is. Or, you know, I need this, this behavior to stop or I need this attitude to stop, I, you know, whatever. Um, so you can use that one also. Just kind of another one to throw out there. Okay, so those are some of your, the, you know, dealing with the bullies. A lot of time, too, with the bullies, passive-aggressive and so forth, you just got to call them out. If you have somebody in a meeting, you know, that's saying, yeah, you know, she wishes, and you're like, okay, you know, just like the school teacher. It's like, you know, Billy, did you have something you wanted to say? Oh, no, you know, I'm good. Um, A lot of times that can just kind of put a stop to that. Now, and sometimes they will continue. No, 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 it's okay. You can just keep going. And then as soon as you start talking again, then they're going to be rolling their eyes or maybe they're saying something under their breath again. And you need to say it again. It's like, Billy, do you have something you want to say? Oh, no, no, I'm fine. Okay, now in that kind of a situation, which happens quite frequently, there's a couple different things that are going on there that you really need to be aware of. Is One is you need to stop that behavior. Okay, now some people say, okay, well, maybe talk to them afterwards. And that that's definitely fine. You can pull them aside afterwards and say, hey, you know, Billy – it sounds like you really do have something on your mind. And I would like you to share that because I feel like it's being disruptive in our meetings that it's not coming out. The other thing that could be happening, though, too, is remember everybody else in that meeting is watching what's going on. And they're watching this dynamic be playing between you and Billy. Okay, so when sometimes you need to say something in front of the rest of the team to let them know this is not appropriate behavior and I'm not going to accept this. And this is especially, again, if you're being tested by being like a new leader and being new in your position. And so, you know, Billy, would you like to say something? Billy, no, 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 I'm fine. Billy, you know, you know, you can have the same conversation, but you can say it in front of everybody else. Obviously, there was something on your mind. I would really, you know, appreciate it if you could share that. Because in the meantime, it's holding back our meeting from moving forward. Right. Okay, as easy as that. But you've got to call it out again. In a polite manner. Totally respectful, polite manner. Yes. Unless it's super continued. I'd be like, then you need to go wait out in the hall, <laughs> Billy. <Yes. laughs> You know, and things like that, we really got to watch. And you have you you nailed right. that, Vinny. Is but because it does kind of if it gets too much, some people may not. They just kind of throw their hands up, and like you know what, I can't handle the conversation. You need to leave. Yeah, I need to conduct my you know board meeting or whatever. Great. Okay. And keeping the emotion out of it, then, right. because here's where it gets entertaining for everybody else watching is when the manager starts to get this little attitude too to meet Bill, you know, meet Billy's attitude. Now they're just bar it. Okay, so that's not what you want. So the and so you really got to watch. Even what you say isn't the effect. It's how you say it is going to make the difference. So I could say, Billy, it sounds like you got something on your mind. Would you like to say it in front of everybody else? Okay, that's like attitude. You're just barring them on. And you're not going to be getting in a little dispute going there. Right. Or just, you know, you, it's not productive. Whereas if you hold the space of, 
okay, obviously Billy really does have something that could be valuable that I may be missing. I need to find out what that is. Now it's coming across totally different. You know, Billy, it sounds like you really do have something on your mind that could maybe we need to get it out on the table. It could mm. be something that I am missing. Okay, now Billy's defenses didn't go up, and he hopefully is like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm concerned. We tried it before, and it didn't work. Oh, okay, let's talk about that. Da, da, da. Okay, but you really got to watch your own attitude in this. So that's the best way when you're working with the passive-aggressive and the bullies. They're trying to get a rise out of you a lot of times. Don't go there. Just don't go there with them. But, you know, just cut it off. Just I'm not going to – that's not appropriate behavior, and it's not acceptable. And just don't go there. There you are. Okay, now let's go, though, to the complainer. I love the complainers. The complainers – We have to. uh, I know. So usually – Like right now? Like right now. (sighs) (laughs) those are classic examples yeah right right that's why i brought them up complainers um what usually is driving them is something's not fair ever (laughs) right right Right. ever if they're constantly doing it it's like constantly in the negativity yes totally don't like okay so we have two types of complainers we have those types of complainers who is just in their nature you know, we can think about people in our family or friends that we have and so mm-hmm. forth. They just, everything they look at, they complain. Maybe they're just attention grabbers. Could be. H-O-R. Yeah. And so are you going to change that situation? Are you going to change that person? Yeah. No. Okay. So we'll, we'll deal with them in just a second. The other type of complainer is the one who is complaining. And it's not necessarily in their nature to constantly complain. So you really do want to find out, okay, there is definitely something going on there. there there's, there's a legitimate reason why, to them, why they are complaining. Usually it's because they don't feel like something's fair. Um, usually they feel like somebody else is getting less work or getting better treatment or their opinions aren't being listened to or whatever. Those types of people, what's going on, number one, is the reason they continue complaining, too, is because they don't feel like they were listened to. Okay, so... Obviously, with with that type of complainer, you want to take the time to understand them, to make them, to help them feel listened to. So an example of what that could look like is if you have the person in your meeting that says, um, yeah, but, you know, no, we can't do that. No, you know, who's just constantly complaining, kind of the the, just throwing, you know, saying, no, this can't work. This isn't going to work. And just being what's the the devil's advocate or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, a lot of times that person, the re- and even though you keep trying to explain it to him, well, no, we, we, we hear you, you know, let's say Don, you know, we hear you, Don. And, um, but, you know, this is why we're saying da-da-da-da, we have done the research, we have done that, and it, Don's like, no, no, it's not going to work, it's not da-da-da. Like, okay. A lot of times, again, when you have that person, it's because they feel like they're not being heard. So you need to take the time now to reflect back, is this what you mean? So sometimes that can just do it. Now, I have personally been in a number of situations where that's not even working. And, I, you know, I'm going through this thing. It was actually, it was pretty classic. I was in this meeting. And this one guy, he's just, just totally hijacked the meeting. Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. You're not getting it. I'm like, no, we have done our research. We like have he, done that this was his, That was his MO. Oh, like we could not really move forward. To. Yes. And he was like, and I respect the guy. He was like, oh, please, you're not getting it. It's like, and so finally, and I'm here I am, you know, I'm supposed to be this, you know, organ. Right. organizational psychologist and human behaviorist. I know how to deal with these. So I'm doing all the reflective techniques. So what I hear you saying is, and this is what your concern is. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he still would not let us move forward. 
couldn't figure it out. I finally like, okay, obviously I'm missing something. So then I stopped. And by in the meantime, everybody else in the meetings looking at us like, okay, can we just get the on? battle begins? <laughs> yes. Where's my ding, ding, ding? You're right. <laughs> so I, this corner. <laughs> I finally stopped. I'm like, okay, and I even I totally owned it. I'm like, okay, I obviously am missing something. Yeah. I, I, I'm not getting where you know what I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Does anybody else in the group see what's going? You know, you know, have any feedback here? And this other guy, he's like, yes. He's, he's like, Clint, we've been doing this, 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 and this, and this is what's going on, and this is what we need to do, which is exactly what I thought I had said. <laughs> Apparently not, because then when the other guy, Clint, looks at him, he's like, oh, okay, I am so sorry. I get it. And I'm looking between these two guys like, what just happened? Because I thought that was the conversation I was having. <laughs> Apparently not. Apparently he was able to say it in a different way, and we were able to move forward. Got it. Okay, so that was a lot of times they're not feeling heard. Another trick you can use, too, sometimes um, certain people aren't feeling heard because you're, they're not audible. They're more visual. So sometimes if you're in that meeting or you're, you're ha- you guys are just button heads, you're not moving forward, stop and draw out. This is where we are. Sometimes a mind map can be great with that. Or just say, here's the picture. Draw a picture and say, is this what you mean? And a lot of times I'd be, no, no, okay. No, this is what I mean. They get the pen. They say, we actually need this over here. Oh, okay. Yes, I see what you're saying. We have been doing that, or this isn't, we didn't look at that. Okay, so again, what a lot of times what you want to do there then is truly are you listening to them and do they feel heard? Usually, once they do feel heard, they're no longer complaining. Got it. Okay, a couple other little things that you can do really quick too, and then I'm going to go to another break. The complainers then, when they feel like things aren't fair, is then a lot of times you can do, um, You know, marketing does all this, blah, 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 but we don't get to do that. Okay, you know what? Do some cross-training. You know, have them go spend a day in marketing Mm -hmm. and have a person in marketing spend the day over with you. That was a great one if you have conflict within departments. Cross-pollinate occasionally so they can see, ah, now I know why they're needing us to get that in on time. I had no idea. I ran across that uh, situation. I used to work at a a local video store, big chain, and there was always that uh, conflict of, you know, managerial versus floor level, uh, yeah. you know, stewardship or, you know, employee action. So the manager was like, why don't you do this? And it's like, do you understand how much I have to do on my side before I can get to what you request? Yes. No, not at all. I just I can see it. I'm like, you need to come down here and see what I'm going through before I can get to your And so they're like, oh, OK. Yeah. But as long as I guess you frame it a little differently and vice versa, you know, like, hey, you know, manager is standing back here. I could go up there and do your job. Well, really? Want to crunch some numbers? So then you flip it. Mm-hmm. So. And a lot of smart organizations have realized the benefit, even though it seems counterintuitive. They see the benefit with forcing cross-training where you need to go spend time in every department. And that's exactly why they do, so that you understand the entire process. I mean, one, that's hugely beneficial because a lot of people have no idea why what they're doing impacts the rest of the company. And two, then, you get to see then how things have to happen and why your role is then so important in that. Okay, so that's one of the ways to, you know, do cross-training and, you know, getting them, if they're, again, if they're not feeling, if they're feeling it's not fair, try to find ways to help them then, okay, what would look fair and what would that be? All right, so we are going to take a quick break here. And when we come back, then we're going to talk about that last one, the silent ones. So, again, you're listening to The Misha Rouser Show, and today we're talking about dealing with difficult people, and we will be right back after this break. 
Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. I'm Sally, a volunteer at United Way. I'm asking people around the neighborhood what they think this place needs. Uh, excuse me. Hi. What do you think this place needs? I'd like to see more parking. More playgrounds. Free movies. Ah, uh, that's easy. Better restaurants. And you, uh, what do you think this place needs? This place? Oh, more ice cream trucks. Okay. <laughs> uh, how about you? Wi-Fi everywhere? I was thinking more money in the pockets of local families come tax time. Um, can I change my answer? I was just kidding about the ice cream. Oh, that's way better. Uh, now that you mention it. When it comes to getting better tax refunds into the hands of local families, what this place needs is you. To donate or volunteer, go to unitedway.org. Because great things happen when we live united. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Misha, host of the Misha Rouser Show, heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. If you want to overcome obstacles in your career, become an effective leader, and increase productivity while still having fun, tune in and learn, laugh, and be challenged. I've helped thousands leap over their professional hurdles, and I can help you too. Join me for the Misha Rouser Show, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. That's Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on Alternative Talk 1150. Tell your friends the place to be is Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. You got the touch. You got the power. Yeah! <laughs> you're so funny playing your air drums. You got the touch. You got to have the touch if you're in a conference in a boardroom. I love that. You know, and it's interesting for those of you who don't realize it. Benny totally comes up with these songs on the fly while we're even having conversations back and forth on this. And he comes up, oh, Attitude. I'm going to find that Attitude song. I kind of did. Like, it just in my head when you mentioned it, I'm like, there's a song. And then I'm like, ooh, it's Patti LaBelle. And I had to double check to make sure it was. And I was right. That's... And then I had to go find it. So. And so he's doing all of that while I'm doing this show and also interacting with me. Oh, wow. Well. It's just amazing. That's awesome, Benny. Consider it the touch, maybe? <laughs> the gift? That's great. Okay, so welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show. And we are talking today about dealing with difficult people. And I do have um, two more things that we're going to go into before we wrap up. So I have one more story that I wanted to make sure and add in there with in regards to the complainer. Because some of you may have had this person, too. And remember, in the beginning of the show, I was kind of trying to share with you a little bit of my thought process of, okay, how do you figure out what could be going on here? Because, again, you don't want to be dealing with the symptoms, quote, unquote, complaining. You want to get to why are they doing that, you know, get rid of the cause. Okay, so here was another situation. This one comes a lot. So we have the complainer, the person who complains and is always, in this case, too, seems to be complaining about everybody else. 
Okay, so they tend to like throw other people underneath the bus. They're complaining how they're not doing their job and da 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 da. They even complain about themselves? No, they're complaining about everybody oh, else. Oh, everybody else but themselves. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Because life would be perfect if you could just fix all these other things with all these other people. They need to be clones of that person. Right. So whatever so we have it's just that person who okay. is throwing other people underneath the bus, complaining about other people not doing their job, trying to get other people in trouble. Okay, those do if you haven't had one of those yet, you're lucky, Benny. Okay, because those will show up. I'm trying to think. Mm. You'll have to come back to me on that. Okay. One. So here's what's going on a lot of times with that one. So remember, the very first thing that I will usually ask, are they good at their job? Okay, because I'm trying to figure out, is this something that you need to train them in, or is this something that's just an attitude? So is it ability, or is it attitude? Now, this can come across, though, sometimes where it's not real clear. So in this case, the woman, um, when I asked her this, she said, well, you know, she's, she is, but she isn't. I mean, we, we, we put her through some training. And what the situation was, it was a call center. And so the woman was, was relatively newer working in a call center. She's been there less than a year. And so they put her through the training. She's like, well, we, she's, she's not quite getting it. And I was kind of looking at her because I could tell that she was a little frustrated because she's trying to train her, but she's not getting it. And then my other question was, well, why is she still there? <laughs> you know, this is... And this was, again, dear, you know, not too long after the recession, and so jobs were scarce. And the woman who was the complainer, the reason she's still there, she goes, you know what? She's a really nice person, but she's a single mom. She has three kids, mm-hmm. and she, it's going to be really hard. It's a small town that they live in. And she's like, we, we really want to make it work for her, but she's kind of not getting it, you know? And this is a call center and da-da-da. Um. Well, so now you can really quickly start to see, okay, now put yourself in the woman's shoes, single mom. I am desperate. If I lose this job, I am hosed. And she even knows. I mean, come on. People know if they're not good at something, right? I mean, we It's su- just not clicking. Yeah. And, it's, and so now she's beating herself up because she's not getting it. She keeps getting bad reviews on her calls. She's just – so now she's feeling frustrated. Her, what's happening to her confidence level? It's sinking. It's totally sinking. Mm-hmm. And one of the mechanisms that we do, that some of us do as humans, is then we defer the attention away from us and try to get it on everybody else. And so we try to get you to not stop looking at me in my inadequacy, but look at everybody else in their inadequacy. And that's why we tend to throw, then gotcha. they'll tend to throw other people under the bus. They'll try, and again, this is all subliminal. They do not show up at work thinking, who am I going to throw underneath the bus today? <laughs> it's just purely defensive mechanism. Yeah. And so in that case, um, it really clicked with then the woman who brought this up. She's like, oh, my gosh, I realized you're right. And she's not probably some people just can't do certain jobs. So then retrain her into something else and move her into a different department. They ended up teaching her uh, more secretarial skills, moved her into an admin. She's doing fabulously. and She's no longer complaining. Yeah. Okay. Some people have a gift of gab and and quick on their feet and others are just are on a reverse. Completely. And that was part of her issue is she kept talking with the people and da-da-da-da-da. And these calls were taken forever. And like, no, just get to the point. Yeah. Just solve the problem. And da-da-da. And she's like, okay, I'm trying. And then she's, it just was authentically her. Being a talker, psh, don't know what that's all about. I know. Ever. Nope. So anyway, so that's sometimes also what could be what's going on right. with the complainer. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it was ability, but it was actually um, kind of um, uh, high, or coming across as being attitude. Because she was complaining so much and throwing everybody else under the bus when really it was her own inability and her self-confidence was going down and so forth. Okay, so 
Now let's go to the last one, the silent one. Now this one, um, what the, the challenge here usually is, and this is why it may not come to your mind immediately, but once I describe it, you maybe can say, oh, yeah, I've been in that situation, where it's usually the newer person or, and or it could be a cultural thing or they could be younger. Okay, but it's what we're getting at is this the person who's really not sharing their opinion when they really do have an opinion. And it it doesn't matter if it's a valid opinion or not. The issue is, is in your team, you want you want people to feel comfortable and safe speaking up. And you can tell when there are certain people who aren't speaking up. And then the question goes, Okay, is it just that they aren't comfortable speaking up? Or they just don't have anything to say. And now you're the manager trying to figure that out. So you're, you're like, well, I don't want to call him out because I just, just made him more uncomfortable. Or did they, do they have something to say, but they're just not saying it? And it's valid. A lot of times these people have something very valid to say. Okay, so a couple things to keep in mind with that then is one is do they feel comfortable? Again, this could be a cultural thing. In some cultures, it's totally – it's out of respect, if you're not senior of enough seen as a position, you do not give your opinion. And in our American culture, well, we kind of do. We have some people who give their opinion a little too freely sometimes <laughs> when really, they are, no. I'll be running for a political <laughs> spot right now. I'm not yeah. naming names or pointing fingers. No. We might know who they are. <laughs> but it's like if you don't have the respect, then yeah, sometimes we don't necessarily need a hundred million opinions. But again, we're going now to the one, the silent one. We're trying to pull out of them. We want to hear your opinion. The reason we brought you in and you're fresh out of school is because we want those new ideas and new opinions. So creating a safe space for them. A couple ways you can do that is, is talk to them after, you know, on the side and say, hey, you know, we'd love to hear more of your ideas and such. Are you comfortable sharing those within a meeting? Um, or what can I do to create an atmosphere where you would be more comfortable? Another thing, you know, maybe they just come back and you realize uh, they're, they're not comfortable in sharing it at the meeting. Then you can even offer, well, how about then what I'll do is before a meeting, you know, if you shouldn't send out the agenda and you see something on the agenda that you're going to want to comment to, then let me know ahead of time. To share, me, share with me your opinions and then I can share those um, if, if you're not comfortable sharing them within the group. So there's a lot of different ways that you want to think about then okay, what could be causing them not to feel comfortable sharing and then how can I alleviate that? And sometimes that's just a conversation with them. So that could be one issue that's going on. Another one that could be going on is, um, you know, maybe they just need more time, especially some introverts. They need more time to process. And in fact, science has found that, and I thought this was very interesting and it's extremely helpful to know, that the average introvert would like at least seven seconds to be able to process through something before speaking. Okay, now for those of us who are not introverts and you go really quick, seven seconds is a really long time. I mean, silent, you, it is, silence for more than two seconds can make a lot of us uncomfortable. So another thing that, I, that you might want to start practicing that I have found really helpful is knowing that it may take seven seconds for them to respond. Is then if I'm going to go to somebody and I want to make, you know, I want to get their opinion and want to make sure and, and created space for that and we're in a meeting, I'll then say, okay, um, Don, we're going to just wanted to let, um, would love to hear what you have to say on this because, and let me pause here for a second. So I acknowledged Don, told him right up front, I want to hear from you. 
And now I'm going to fill the gap for seven seconds so that Don can start thinking. Okay, so, and you can usually tell when the other person's ready to share. So I, a lot of times I will fill in with stuff that they don't think about. So Don, would love to get your opinion on this. Um, I know you might have um, some ideas because of that project you were working on before or that idea that you shared with us, you know, at the last meeting where you were concerned about this, this, and this. Um, and so I just keep filling in until I start to get a feeling that Don is ready. Uh, so think about that, too. You're, kinda, you're really kind of helping them out versus just saying, Don, I'd love, we'd love to hear from you on this. And then just stopping because no in seven seconds of silence is really uncomfortable for everybody. So that's another good one that I have found really helpful um, with speaking with the, the more quiet ones. So, again, it just building that level of trust, building that um, where they feel safe, where they feel like it's okay, and where they um, really also where they feel that it's okay even if what they say doesn't, you know, if it, if it flops, you know, they don't want to make a fool of themselves, especially if they're newer, then it's, it's also creating that space that maybe if they do say something like that, that doesn't make sense, well, you can come in and kind of help save that, you know, to say, hey, that's, um, I like where you're going with that idea. Here was what I think we could also add to that. And so a way to also help build them up as they build their confidence. Okay, so that was talking about dealing with difficult people. And again, any questions on any of this, please, um, either one, we can answer them live on the show Tuesday mornings between 9 and 10 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. And Again, you don't have to be in the Seattle area. You can listen to the stream, the live stream, by going to my website and clicking over to that. The other thing you can do is go to the website and leave a message and send me an, um, you can send a message and it will come to my email and then I will answer it for you on the show. And in fact, next week's show, that's what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking um, some of the questions that I've already had. And they're just going to be random, so it's not one topic that we're going to be talking about next week, but we're going to be answering some of the answers that are questions that I have been receiving. All right, so again, everybody, thank you so much. And if you are listening to this podcast and you do find this, I would really appreciate it if you would take the time to um, go ahead and rate the show and maybe leave a sentence or two to help other people understand and um, what the podcast is about and to bring it to others' attention. And so if there's anything else, please reach, feel free to reach out to me on MishaRouser.com. Otherwise, thank you so much for, lifts, for listening, and I will connect with you next week. And be kind to your coworkers. Be kind to your coworkers. Thank you for listening to The Misha Rouser Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Join Misha during this hour every week, Tuesdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., as she takes you down a path toward achieving professional success while still having fun. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues. Misha helps people and organizations be successful, all while staying on a positive path. Tune in next week for The Misha Rouser Show.